This podcast is sponsored by Hibu, an award-winning e-commerce fulfillment provider, helping online businesses grow by taking care of all their order fulfillment needs, picking, packing, and posting products to customers all over the world. Fuel your growth and fulfill your ambitions with Hibu. Hello and welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast, the bonus show. City were on the ropes for the majority of the first half, which was dominated by the presence of a big and powerful Luton Town front line. We came back into the game in the second half with three shots on target, but all in all, we were fortunate to only lose 1-0. Thanks in the main to some good saves and blocks by Max O'Leary. But all in all, Matt, a very frustrating evening at a ground which has to be seen to be believed. I did tell you, didn't I? Yeah, it's... um... It is something to behold, isn't it? Yeah, and not in wonderment. Well, probably in wonderment, but not in a good way. Um, I thought we were second best for most of it. I thought the second half, um, it's easy to say that we were better. Part of that, I think, is we couldn't have got much worse. Um, And I think tactically, Luton changed the way they played. I think they started to then spoil the game, um, time waste, um, which I couldn't really understand because they were so dominant in the first half. Um, and it showed for me, Patch, just the style of players that we're missing. Um, mm. And it doesn't need to be a six foot six front sort of player or, um, you know, two of them, but just just players that can hold the ball up and lay others in and that are physically strong over the pitch. And, and we didn't have that last night. I thought we were out, out fault last night. Yeah, we were down to the bare bones. We'll come on to the starting lineup in a moment. Lee's three words were limp, lacklustre and livid. And Matt, you know how much it takes to get me livid, but that challenge on Zach Zach Bell, that challenge on uh, Sam Bell um, in in the second half where... The defender, I don't know who it was, but he only had eyes for doing exactly what he did, which was just to smash Sam Bell off the well, ball. Well, there was one before that, wasn't there, over on the right-hand side, where Lockyer, um, who, you know, has obviously endeared himself to City fans with his good, previous good, connection. Uh, friend of yours, isn't he? Lockyer. Yeah, yeah, I, think I, I did shout out to him a couple of times, see if he could get his <laughs> attention, didn't I? But he, I mean, he, he went in on Sam Bell over on the, the side where there was no absolutely no attempt to play the ball. And then exactly like you said, Patch, the one last night, if that is, and I, I get bored of saying it, but if that's anywhere else in the field, the referee gives a free kick. But because mm. it's in the penalty box, he doesn't. And I shouldn't have shouted out like I did last night, but I thought the the ref was like Frodo from the Shire, which I thought would have got more laughs last night than it did. But yeah, yeah. Um, we'll, we'll talk about our guess and his mate was getting all the laughs. Absolutely. Um, but the ref, the ref was terrible last night. Absolutely terrible. Um, and you're right, it was an assault rather than a challenge, wasn't it? It was, absolutely. We mentioned our guest, so we'll, uh, our guest today is George, and George was sat behind us last night, but he also sat next to him on a coach trip as well, Matt. Just tell us, the sto- tell us the story before we bring him in. Well, it was a, a very enjoyable coach trip to Mill, which is, uh, you know, not one you, you would normally say, but it was a, a because of it being Millwall, rather than driving as I do to every game, as you know, I got the coach, and um, yeah, George, George got on... Um, I guess coach two, was it George? Or I can't even remember what one it was. Probably not actually. Um, it was Dave. So maybe, yeah. But George got on the, the spare seat next to me. Um, and we just kind of got generally chatting. And, and George mentioned about listening to a podcast. And uh, I said, all oh, right, which one? And he sort of said three peeps. I'm like, you know, do, do you know who I am? <laughs> Look at his face. <laughs> listen, listen to this voice. <laughs> so we then, yeah, we then, uh, we then sort of talked about that and then uh, had an enjoyable nil nil draw against Millwall. <laughs> Excellent. Well, George, welcome to Three Peeps in a Podcast. And as we always start each episode with, how are you out of 10? Hi, gents. Um, yes, mate. Um, how am I out of 10? Probably a good a good eight, to be fair. If it was asked last night, it probably would have been a bit lower on the way home. But um, the dust has settled, probably a decent eight, to be fair. Yeah, I think um, tactically... I've left this podcast a little bit longer than originally <laughs> planned because we did say, Matt, we would do it on the way home, but I don't yeah. think any of us quite fancied it on the way back. But um, I'll go next time. I'll go with an eight as well. It's a Thursday night. I've got a half day tomorrow. I'm going out for a few St. Patrick's Day Guinnesses um, and a poker night round of friends on the evening. So it's going to be looking forward to that. Um, but yeah, I've, I've like you, George, I've, I've progressed upward from probably what was a, a six last night coming home uh matt yourself 
So I'm I'm probably a six bordering on a five. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, mainly, you've got to work ma- tonight, haven't you? Mainly, mainly because I've been in phone conference hell all day. I've got a, a touch of the sniffles about me and don't feel 100%. So I'm hoping that's yeah. not anything uh, anything COVID related or anything. Um, and yeah, I've got an upgrade tonight, which should start at half past eight. And I thought might be an hour or two. And I've just had an email back from the guy offshore telling me, yeah, if everything goes well, then we should be closed by 1 a.m. maximum. Brilliant. So I'm really okay. looking forward to that. Yeah. Well, hopefully you, you can um, get lost in last night's festivities for yes. an hour. Yeah, very um, much so. To, take my mind off it. Yeah. Take your mind off of it. Okay, uh, right. So the starting lineup was O'Leary, Sykes, Viner, Pring, De Silva. So no great changes there. Uh, King, Scott, Vyman. Actually, no, there was great changes there. We'll come back to that in a second. Uh, King, Scott, Vyman, Cornick, Wells, and Mametti. So a few changes. Obviously, Tanner dropped out through what we understand was illness. So Sykes comes back into the right back slot. And then Cornick comes in to where effectively where Sykes would have been Matt yeah um we weren't surprised that Cornick started where we um we went to a, a, a nice little takeaway restaurant before and then we're chatting to a, a Luton fan which we'll talk more about mm. um in a bit and said to them but we actually thought Cornick probably would be given a start um and I thought that he might actually break his his duck for us last night so um, I wasn't overly surprised at that. I was surprised at George Tanner, but then we found out that that was um, due to the illness. But I look at that and think, Kane Wilson's on the bench. So if we're missing a right back, why wouldn't Kane Wilson start? And it might be because he's not had game time and I get all of that. But again, you, it's a, a thing that Pearson does. You're taking a player who's been on form in the position he's in and putting him into a position that negates... Mm. what he's been doing well so that was the one for me really i, I didn't get that but the, the rest of them the midfield picked itself didn't it yeah george for you that starting lineup obviously we only had six subs as well named so uh your thoughts on how we lined up yeah just echo what um matt says there really it was um you wonder whether you would chuck cornick in really and say come on mate this is your time because he hasn't hit the ground running yet has he so you might have thought last night might have been kickstart so good to see him in Good to see Pearson giving that confidence in some respect because it would have been easy to take him out of the firing line. But give him a little bit of a chance. But yeah, I I agree. What's Kane Wilson thinking there? Do you know what I mean? It's um mm-hmm. I would like to just keep players in our best positions going forward. And then yeah. if things aren't working out, we could always go back to that which he's done previously. Do you know what I mean? Let's not let's let's give it a go and just have yeah. a bit more of an attacking threat. I just think we lose Sykes a bit when he's 30 yards further back at right back as opposed to right midfield. Yeah. Was George yeah. Tanner due to a cold, did I read or hear? Yeah, I think that, I, well, I, I just heard he was ill. I don't know what, but I we, think I heard we, someone say cold. Yeah. Yeah, but maybe it was on when we were driving back last night. But again, quite unusual then if a player's... you still named any on the bench. Kind of, Yeah, got any kind of ailment, you would normally keep them away from everybody else, wouldn't you? Because if he has got something, I'm, I'm passing it on. So a little bit of a strange one for me on that one. And... And then similarly, like you said, Patch around only having the six subs. Why I don't don't know if I know Callum Wood played on um I think on Monday, Monday. in the yeah. in the game. Similarly, Duncan Idahan, but they probably wouldn't have come on. But again, good experience to be on the bench. Yeah, so it, I never I, understand that not naming you no. get the tea lady on the bench if she, you know, Scott <laughs> Scotty can get her a shirt to fit. Get her on the bench, let her have the experience. Or him, whoever's the yeah. tea, the tea them. The sorry. Tea person. The tea there. Um yeah, and, and I mean Harvey Wells Richards was was there, so he could have yep. effectively been named on the bench. Obviously, two keepers on the bench is uh, you know, who knows? But um yeah. yeah, an interesting one. I was sort of half thinking that maybe Matty James travelled, but didn't see him. No. Um no. but he might have been named on named on the bench. But there we go. Right. Well, anyway, that's how we lined up, and now we'll get into the minutes. So fifth minute sequence of errors, Max throws it out. Puts Jada Silva in trouble. Then Pring's clearance is poor. And then the ball is crossed in. Lovely fizz cross, to be fair. Um, and it was a great header from Morris for 1-0, George. And that was pretty much a sign of things to come in that first half, wasn't it? It wasn't the greatest start in the world, was it? You just think that they're flying. Um, they're bang up for it. Let's just go there and just be tight for at least for the first 10 minutes and try and work them out a little bit. And... Um, I know we like to play from the back and it is brilliant when it comes off, but sometimes just put your foot through it there, isn't it? 
and yeah. I just think, but take nothing away from the goal. To be fair, it was, a, it was a the cross was unbelievable. To be fair, he's absolutely fizzed it. Like yeah. the directory is just perfect, and we was all right behind that. And as soon as he's headed it, you just oh, you just got you wait for it to hit the back of the net and hear the noise. But yeah, it wasn't the most ideal start, and also noticeably campering. He was right in front of us, just put his hands on his head. Yeah. He knows it was a mistake, but um, that happened. But yeah, it wasn't the most perfect start. Absolutely not. Matt, the um that start Max had no chance with that header. No, it was no. straight into the corner of the net. But un unlike Campring in particular, to be unforced errors. I think un unlike Max to throw him and put him under that pressure when he, he didn't really need to. I mean, I always sort of think and, and, and I played a bit in, in goal, you see the pitch. So I never really understand why a goalkeeper puts a defender under pressure. I've seen it quite a lot in the Prem this season where well you can see he's got a man coming on to him. So why would you do it? So there was that. Then Jay, who's normally very good from a footwork point of view, he loses it. And then Mr. Reliable Campering, really, then his clearance is just a shocker, isn't it? Mm. And like George said, we, we probably had the best view of the goal, but the worst view because we had yeah. the best view. Because as soon as that you we you're very close. If anyone has not been to Luton, I mean it's an experience and, yeah, and we'll you've got, talk you've got about to go just to tick it off. Just um, yeah, just just to be able to see that reason. woman's yeah, and that was yours patches as well. And I think Ben and Lisa we were with, but just to see that house and see whether they've done the washing up as you're, you're sort of walking <laughs> in, isn't it? And, <laughs> um, but yeah, all joking aside, I mean, it, the, the cross was brilliant, and Morris, uh, who I thought was excellent all night, um, it, it was just a perfect header. Again, not great defending; there was no one near him. Um, I haven't looked at it back to see if it was Zach who got pulled underneath him or whatever, but it was a brilliant header. And Max, yeah, absolutely no chance. Yeah. Okay. Twelfth minute, it's a ball over the top to Adebayo, um, who isn't being picked up. He's got time to bring it down inside the box and get his shot away. And luckily, Sykes is on the line to clear Matt. So although Sykes is not a right back, uh, he was perfectly placed to save us from going 2-0 down in the space of 12 minutes. Yeah, I mean, he, he should have scored, shouldn't he? I think it, he, I don't know if he megged um, Max, but he, he certainly um, foxed him in. Sykes, he had, had anticipated it and did really, really well. Um, you know, credit to him. He's he's obviously played enough games there to know what he's got to do defensively. But as we said at the start, I think it just negates what he, we know he's really good at. But no, it was good defending. Yeah, 14th minute, Morris has another header, but this one goes over. It's another great cross in. It's a clear cl clear tactic, George, from Luton with the two big lads in the middle is just get it in the mixer. Yeah, mate, straight away, those two had the um, the upper hand on, on Pring and Viner. Gave them a bit of a runaround for the first 20 minutes, didn't they? And you could see they were bang up for it as well. And there was a couple of signs. You could actually see Carl Morris pointing to put the ball into the sky because he knew that he kind of had him a little bit. Yeah. And funnily enough, um, like Cornick's latest um, press conference, he I, he spoke about Addy, which I presume was that Adebayo yeah. he played with and yeah. how well they linked. And you can kind of see that really, can you? That if you got close to him five yards, he's going to he's gonna chest it or flick it. And he actually had good feet for a big lad as well. And I thought yeah. those two were as, as good as we played, to be fair, at championship level um, for... I don't want to say it too much, but for Little Luton, they were um, they were pretty good in those two. I know that will rattle them, and they don't want to be called that, but <laughs> they are they are punching above their weight a little bit. But I was mighty impressed. Of course they are. Yeah, well, with a, an attendance of nine thousand and eight hundred yeah. and whatever it was for um, a team in fourth, yeah. Yeah. fourth. That's the thing with it as well. And yeah. we're, we're yeah. not an, we're not an unattractive team to play against. We obviously, I mean, we must have been taking close to a thousand there last night. I would have thought. Yeah. 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 Um, it was, um, so yeah, but like George said, I, 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 he has always, always impressed me. Um, well, both of them, but I, I thought, um, yeah, Elijah last night was excellent. Um, physically strong, but he can run. But more importantly than anything, with both of them, they they held the ball up mm. and then played it into the runners. And, and on both flanks, they had again physically strong players, but who could get up and down the pitch, but also you know could cross. So yeah, yeah. it was a very um, from Carlton Morris. It was, a, it was a very Troy Deeney in his prime. Yeah, kind of performance. yeah. great shape. Um, yeah, it was. He was like that kind of up for it as well, yeah. and he's got that bit of swagger about him as well. And he yeah. so yeah, he was decent. He's confident, yeah. isn't he? What is he? 15, yeah, 15, 16 yeah, goals, yeah, I think. Yeah. And again, ironically, Patch, we were chatting to the the, the, the Luton fan beforehand, and he was saying that with with Elijah, a lot of the I'm not going to use the words that he, he said because I don't want to do him a disservice, but the, the fans that perhaps don't really know enough about football look at his stats for goal scoring, which isn't great. 
Um, and so don't see what he does, you know, the other work. I bet Morris absolutely loves playing alongside him. Just uh, give him a quick shout out. So at Mark Crowther 66 on Twitter, give him a follow. Um, he is undertaking a hell of a cycling challenge to raise money for prostate cancer. So for more information on that, head over to his Twitter and also uh, Robin's on tour on YouTube. So Ben Mead, who we were with last night, he interviewed him and you can learn a lot more about him there. But uh, yeah, great work from Mark. Yeah, really nice um, guy as well. Into the 32nd minute, it's Adebayo away again, gets into a hell of a tussle with Campering, who usually you would back, but just overpowered. He gets a shot away. Max saves the rebound shot, also comes in and saved by Max Ileri again. So a great double save, George. Um, but Adebayo causing all sorts of problems. Yeah, he was. And you're thinking that instance, don't bring him down, don't bring him down, don't bring him down. That's all I was thinking, because he got a bit of a tussle with him and you thought... <laughs> what would kind of be worse, kind of let him go through and have a shot or bring him down. But um, Well, yeah, if Campring gets suspended, then who else? Yeah, is... <laughs> that's, it, would, it would have been... Um, what would it be, a one-gamer a one gamer for a professional foul, I think? It would that's, have been... Um, yeah. I mean, it was tough enough for the first half now, but if that yeah. was to happen, you just dread to think, don't you? Um, but yeah, no, but actually, he'd he done the hard work by beating Campring. It was actually pretty... It was a pretty tame finish, to be fair. Yeah, it was. Um, and Max kind of found himself sort of like the edge of the box, kind of not knowing whether to either smash him as well or stay on his line. But he, mm. to be fair to Max, he actually dealt with that fairly well. But yeah. there were two good chances, to be fair. And the, yeah. and the Was it midfielder Campbell had the follow-up? Yeah, the follow-up, like, yeah. he whacked it first time. He probably could have yeah. took a touch and looked to it. But it's easy from the stands, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> yeah, Matt, it was one of those... One of those days, 39th minute, it's Pring back pass, puts Max in trouble and he saves his blushes uh, from the corner. Sykes breaks and runs the length of the pitch, but his cross was too long. So that was like that 39th minute from from that, that uh, chance for Luton to, to Mark Sykes running the length of the pitch. That was our first real attack, wasn't it? Even though the cross came to nothing, well, think, it was th Sykes covered all that th yardage. I think we had one right at the very start before they sort of scored. Um, and I can't think who it was that crossed it. Maybe Andy Vyman, um miss okay. it across or... I was still but, taking but, it in the ground at this point. Yeah, exactly, yeah. <laughs> um, but but you're right. I mean, it was a, another effort and you, and it just... It, I was going to say felt like the Alamo. It wasn't quite like that. And, and you've got to be honest to say as well with Luton, they're not a... Let's get the ball forward as quickly as we can, and we'll hit the channels. And they they were going through the you know the the, the thirds, and the fullbacks were bombing on. It, you know, it wasn't a hoof ball. You know, they were actually deliberately playing it in. But at times, as, as George said, Morris would point where he wanted it, and he, he'd win the header. Um, but I I kind of I lost me rag a little bit unusually for me, wasn't it? Um, <laughs> but when Cam played that back pass back, and it was a dreadful back pass, and Max did well to kind of get it. But his kick then, because he's just sliding to try and clear it, then kind of comes back in. But they're all then afterwards, oh, don't worry. Oh, unlucky. Yeah, it's all okay. And there was no one turning around going, what What are we doing here? Like, who? who's actually in this game? Who's set up and who's ready to go and who's fired up? It was all, oh, after you, sir. Oh, that was unlucky. And and I lost me rag with that. I just thought someone needed to be called out. And I think you might have said, Patch, if Joe Williams is on the pitch... Joe Williams is telling them how he thinks about that because it it was lazy football for me. Yeah, George, you mentioned that before you came on air. Do you want to give your point? Yeah, exactly, mate. The first forty minutes was it was a tough it was a tough night for Campering. Um, he actually in the air competed fairly well, but on the floor, I don't know if his confidence was done because those two gave him the runaround. Um, but it was just those games you find out the players you're missing, and I'd yeah. have loved to have gone into last night with with Callas or Atkinson at the back and just give one back to those two boys. Yeah. And likewise, in the centre of the park, if we had a, a Naismith and um, Joe Williams in the centre of the park, I think it might have been a different outlook. For one of those one of those four lads, I think, would have put a challenge going the other way. And it yeah. might have been a little bit different, but every second ball they were kind of getting as well. And like Matt said, no one kind of took, took the game by the scruff of neck for City. It was kind of a very... And to be fair, 40 minutes, mate, 1-0 was absolute robbery, wasn't it? We were yeah. just like... Yeah, but well, we were all saying, weren't we? If, if we get to halftime one nil, that's great, a, yeah. that is a result, and it really we'll was, it. wasn't it? Yeah, we'll take it. But, um, yeah, no, it was. Um, we missed a few, to be fair. Matt would have been interesting to have a full strength squad. Obviously, that's a bit of a luxury to see where we were against that team. And that's that's what you've got to bear in mind. You also have to say Luton didn't have a full strength squad last night. I know that they were talking about 
I want to say Jordan Clark, and I've probably got his name wrong, but the Mark was telling us beforehand that their best player, as he was concerned, in the midfield was missing. So, you know, they, they had injuries. And injuries are absolutely part and parcel of football. We know that. And we've been very unlucky with the type of injuries we've got. Mm. But it does show when you've got the squad that we've got and you lose those key players, you, you are very limited with what options you've got. And I think Nigel Pearson's come out today and said, we've not got um, enough championship experienced players. Um, now, obviously, the youngsters, the likes of Tommy and Sam, um, Alex is, is probably out of that equation. There. But they will become that because they're playing now. But that was the difference for me last night. Um, and on, on our with a fully fit team patch, I think we're a match for most teams in this division, maybe with the exception of Burnley. Um, but, you know, we know we match Sheffield United. We were much the better side when we played them. Norwich, okay. much the better side, you know, so, yeah. Okay. This is a message from the Bristol City Former Players Association. Throughout last season, we brought a number of ex-players back to Ashton Gate. We were pivotal in delivering celebratory events, including the Ashton Gate 8 40th anniversary, and we also celebrated the stars of the 60s who were paraded on the pitch. This season, we will be commemorating some important moments in the club's history and some very important people who were part of our club. If you would like to assist with sponsorship of any of these events, please get in touch with me via email to events at bcfcformerplayers.co.uk. In addition, we are always on the lookout for any interesting artefacts from the club's history to add to our ever-growing Bristol City archive. Thanks for listening, and my email address again is events at bcfcformerplayers.co.uk. Thank you. Okay, so the halftime summary from Rob. You'd have to wonder whether the players were imbibing sleeping tablets on the way up to Luton. Such was our sluggish start. Multiple errors at the back leading to their early opener. In all honesty, it's not really got any better since. Sloppy in possession and more errors leading further openings for them. Can count ourselves fortunate we're only one goal behind. Luton are playing with a real purpose and aggression, whereas we look disorganised and a shambles. With panicky and long hopeful passes to no one, it's probably not all that surprising that we look so shaky, given that half our outfield players are attackers. It might seem exciting to an uneducated fan, but a team is all about having the right balance, with the players understanding how they are and how their roles contribute to the overall game. In order to play an attack, you first need to compete for possession, then look to control the game. For the majority of the first half, it was men against boys, sadly. But big shift needed in the second half if we're going to get anything from tonight's game. Okay, into the second half then. So 48th minute, Sykes' ball in is left by Mehmeti and Vyman produces City's first shot on target, Matt. Yeah, a bit of a, a sort of sliding kind of effort. It was it was wet and it was skidding off the, the ground. Um, I think Andy will be a bit disappointed he didn't do a little bit better with that, but it was up our end and we were pretty fortunate. It seemed as all, all the, the sort of moments were directly in front of us because of where we positioned, but de- decent effort. But it, in all honesty, it was a comfortable save, wasn't it? Yeah, there's always that, you know, that feeling, that hope. I'm you know usually very positive about everything that, when they're attacking us, George, you know, yeah. we feel more involved with the game. <laughs> it's it's like, right, okay, we're only one goal down. They have been playing us off the park, but we're still in the game and we have every chance. And that 48th minute, that chance for Weimann gave us that little bit of hope. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, as you say, the first half, the only positive is it couldn't get any worse. Yeah. So the 48 minutes, have a shot on target. We're already moving the right, right steps, aren't we? And good to see Sykes again further up the pitch, getting into that little pocket area. He's actually really good at getting in behind the fullback, isn't he? Um, and it was a good cut back. Um, but yeah, it was it was good to see some action in the yeah. yellow shirt. In the right way. Yeah. yeah, of course, the yellow, the yellow shirt. Uh, 51st minute, Zach lunges in and receives a booking and it's a free kick on the edge of the box to Luton. So... A couple of minutes later, Matt, we're uh, we're lunging into tackles and giving them more opportunities. I've got to say, I mean, from and it was at the far end, so it was difficult. But but all of us were saying, "What's what's he making a challenge like that for?" There, he just didn't seem that like he needed to make it. Um, it just seemed a, a gainer, a challenge of uh, not at, completely out of sorts for Zach Viner. That that isn't how Zach had been playing. 
But the last couple of weeks, he has he's regressed a little bit. And you do wonder if that is because of not having a Callas or an Atkinson alongside him. You can't help but think that. Yeah. 54th minute, Anis gets some joy down the right-hand side. His ball into Cornick is defended well. So, Mehmeti, Matt, obviously, first half, not not many players were, were in the game at all. Um, but, but I felt like Mehmeti was was kind of starting to get some joy and he did on this yeah. occasion. Yeah, agreed. I mean, I think the, the thing with, with Anis is he's he's obviously a wide player and he needs to be fed the ball. Now, he's not going to be able to come back into, you don't want him coming back into centre mid or, or even deeper than that to get it. And we just didn't seem to get the ball out to him enough. Um, and it's easy, you know, again, I've seen people on social media, oh, he's been found out and they knew what, he just didn't get the ball. And then when he did get the ball in the second half, he started to make things happen, got a good couple of crosses in and was then subbed. So yeah. it just it just didn't seem great timing. And we were, again, our position, I think we had um, probably half a dozen of his, his friends or family near to us as well, didn't we? So, yeah. which is quite nice. But yeah, just a shame yeah. he got subbed. And Absolutely. They just, and, they and, they, disappeared. and then they left. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, George, 59th minute, we saw a great one-handed save from Max O'Leary after ball into the back uh, the box from the right-hand side. And I've watched that one back on the highlights uh, today. And great strength in his right hand and gets good distance on the sort of the swipe as well. I couldn't see it, mate. I was, it was, I was behind the pillar. Um, <laughs> no, yeah, it was, it was um, from our end, it was actually tough to see the far end, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. I did say so to Matt, was that a save or not? Because yeah. I, yeah. I was trying to make my notes. Yeah. It was also the ricochet that come back out from the, like from the goal that you didn't know of it kind of what happened, but yeah, no, it was a good save, but I did see it back on the highlight again. It was actually a really good cross. Um, and Morris has got in between two, but I look back on the highlights today, at least the two City lads got touched tight to him. Challenged. And, they, yeah. and, they, and, they, yeah. and at least they were like jumping into him a little bit, whereas they didn't do that in, obviously in the in the fifth minute, but um, at least they were, yeah. at least by the second half, we started competing in the air. And yeah. if you're not going to win it, at least try and put them off or just jump into them a little bit, which we kind of done. But yeah, it was a good save from Max, to be fair. What would be interesting, Matt, is what the reaction was like from Pearson, Yule, and Fleming at half time. Do you think it would have been any hair dryers switched on or what? What how would you, how would you sort of think I, that played out? I I don't know if Nigel Pearson is that type of manager nowadays. Maybe he was in the past. I I do get the feeling he's probably a little bit more calm and um Curtis I could see probably going mm. you know, tearing a few off. But I I he's he's come out and said it, hasn't he? That um, we didn't start well. We we were very slow. Um, players that have been excellent, and he and he didn't call out like, the likes of Cam, but he, clearly he was talking about Cam. Um, you know, he said that they they just had an off night from that point of view. Although we did get better, but I do think we've got to be a little bit careful when we talk about we were better in the second half because we didn't really force their keeper into any difficult saves. They had the better chances still. And they were the ones who I think just took their foot off the gas and played a different way. So, yeah, we, we couldn't have been any worse, as George said, but I don't think we were anywhere near the levels that we've been of late. Yeah. Okay. Um, 59th minute, straight away, Max is involved again. It was two great passages of play, two great opportunities for, for Luton. And then Max tries to... Uh, released the ball quite quickly, and he's taken down, which was really frustrating. You know, it's one of those, yeah, yeah. one of those annoying ones, Matt. They're just trying to break that bit of momentum. It's what they were doing there, wasn't it? They were, you know, they started to sort of sit, sit down. Every throwing or kick, they they took an age over, and that one, Max is looking to distribute it, and the guy literally just bowls into him, mm. knows he's going to get booked, and takes the book in. Yeah. So there's a substitution on the 61st minute. It's Wells off, Bell on, Mehmeti off, and Omar Taylor-Clark on. George, your thoughts on that uh, that, that double substitution? Yeah, strange one, really, because like Matt just said, um, first time really Mehmeti actually stood up there right back for the first time one-on-one and got in behind him and kind of got to the byline. And you've, then it kind of got the City fans on the edge of their seat thinking, hang on a minute, we can, we're still in this, amazingly. Um so, yeah, to see him go off is a strange one. I don't know whether he was just not in the game or the plans. But, um, yeah, I thought the game, actually, to be fair, Sam Bell done well when he come on, to be fair. He's he's a bit sharper. He's he's When you're that close to the pitch as well, you, you, you can see how sharp they are over five, ten yards. And Sam Bell has got that blistering bit of pace, that kind of mm-hmm. distance. So maybe that was a tactic to get him running channels. Just gets further up the pitch. 
Do you know what I mean? It, yeah. was, it was one of those nights just to get your full back, just to wrap it 20 yards down the line and try and get like, chase those channels. So yeah, it was an interesting one. And, and good to see Omar Clark as well. Like I thought, um, obviously I'm sure that um, Matt will chat about Andy King when it comes to his term, but, um, <laughs> but maybe that was a time that, that was a, maybe a little more of a, a like for like swap and kind of give Omar Clark that responsibility. Same old, we'll go on there, mate. Here's a cold, wet Wednesday night at Luton. Go and chuck yourself mm. in there and see what you can do. Um, but yeah, to play to to play him in there alongside King, I thought was a bit was a bit strange. Matt, the um the formation clearly changed there, and it went more to like a classic Mike Bassett's four four two at that point with Cornick and Bell up top. Um, but yeah, we, we've obviously we've spoken about Mimetti coming off, and weren't weren't overly thrilled with him coming off just as he was getting some joy. But yeah, the, that double substitution for you, I, I I'll say it now, and and I've been very positive about Andy King. Um, I think it was one game too many last night. I, I was amazed Andy King and Harry Cornick ended up playing ninety minutes last night. I I just was. Um, I don't think you're you're picking your team or you're you know watching the game and and they stay on the pitch clearly. Taylor Clark was going to come on from in the midfield, and I thought it would be for 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 Andy King. Um, I'll have, I'll have to be honest to say from where where we were, the driving rain. I'm not even sure I know where Andy King ended up playing. I, I've got a feeling that we ended up going to a different shape with him moving into the back four, Cam going left, and then Jay pushing on. But I can't guarantee that, and that sounds so stupid because I've been at the game. But I, genuinely, there's a time when I'm thinking. Was Key still on here? And, and actually, where is he playing? Because he wasn't getting on the ball in the middle of the pitch at all. Do you think there's an element, uh, George, of him putting Omar on and being alongside an experienced midfielder rather than alongside, you know, Alex Scott, Andy Vyman? Yeah, no, definitely. And um, ironically enough, though, we've looked we've looked a much better side since we've ditched this three at the back with wing backs. But I actually thought when we went to that formation. That wouldn't have been a bad option for us to do. And Andy King just go and sweep up in between Pring and yeah. and um, and Viner and kind of push Sykes into Silver a bit further forward and just kind of let Viner and, and Taylor Clark kind of like rat around in there because the, the whole game is bypassing the midfield. Yeah, so was... we might as well just we might as well just like just cut out that centre circle and almost get like a basketball game and just chuck two up top. So I thought that formation actually, although as we are a much better side, like the old four-two-three-one kind of formation. I actually thought last night for the last twenty minutes, why don't we just give that a bit of a go um, yeah. and at least let Andy King try and sweep up a little bit back there because he was kind of a little bit in between the two, as Matt said, kind of doing like nothing really. Okay, sixty-third minute, Campring picks up a book in for what I th- I observed, Matt, as a shoulder to shoulder. To be fair, thought it was clearly. Um, didn't I, I, like I said? I thought the ref had a really, really poor game last night. Um, got decisions wrong, and and that in particular, when you compare that to the assault on Sam Bell later on, was a joke. Yeah. Okay. Seventieth minute, Cornick shot on target after Vyman's one-two with Andy King. Uh, not enough power though on the shot for me, George, from Cornick, and it was straight at the keeper, but still pushing Vyman linking up with Andy King, and uh, yeah, Cornick gets his first shot on target. Yeah, no, it was kind of a bit of a, um, a snatch it, really, and he and he kind of mishit it, wasn't it? Um, but again, I think if he was if he was flying a bit on form, you can imagine him in a Luton shirt, kind of wrapping his foot around that and, and <laughs> kind of smashing that. And you thought that would have been the time, but um, but yeah, but but by that stage, at least we kind of got the ball into the box a little bit, and we had numbers there, and we were competing, and we were, we were picking off scraps. But um, but yeah, it was at least by this time of night, we were kind of like looking to to do something a bit more positive. Um, yeah. But ironically as well, like Luton, like as, as as Matt said, they kind of just stopped playing as well, which was strange because they were so on top. Mm. Um, yeah. It was 20 minutes to go. Like when they got a corner, like the, the lad who went to take it just took an age to walk yeah. to it. You're thinking, you boys are so on top here. Like you probably score a second if you... And that was the surprise, George. And that's why when I'm sort of yeah, saying was... about, we, you know, we weren't that much better. I genuinely was surprised at the way that Luton stopped playing and doing what yeah. they were doing in the first half. It's just... It's a strange tactic to do. They've kind of got that in them that they can actually play you at football as well, but they can also yeah. do. They can do. And the, I seen a tweet today saying they are um, they're a good side, but they're annoying side. And I think yeah. that's something up because they can do. Yeah. They can kind of do both really. And it's one of it's, those things that we, we that we can't seem to do that. To like yeah. just, just to know. It's funny we listen to five or read uh, talk sports on the way home. 
with um, Jamie O'Hara and Jason Cundy, and they had a Luton fan phone up who said, you know, quite clearly, we're the best football inside in the championship. And I, I was like, <laughs> mate, you, you, you've absolutely deserved to win this game, but you are nowhere near that. So let's not get too carried away. And then yeah, equally, yeah. I heard a couple of fans on Radio Bristol, um, one of whom had actually gone to the game, saying how he really enjoyed it and thought we'd actually played really well. And again, I'm like, yeah, I, I don't know which ground you've you've gone to now, mate, but you haven't watched the same game I've watched. But <laughs> yeah, it's all about was, opinions. That was interesting, that. Okay, um, Sykes picks up a booking in the 73rd minute. Uh, the referee played on, came back and booked Sykes. I mean, he flew He flew in. I Obviously, yeah. we were quite a way away from it. He did fly in, ref, ref plays advantage. So whether that was a booking or not, I don't know. Um, yeah, soft one. Yeah, 76 minute. Vyman puts Cornick through. He's taken down and the Luton player gets booked. A possible red question mark. George, your thoughts on that? I couldn't really make out whether he was the last man or not because there was a post and a goal net in the way. <laughs> it wasn't It wasn't the red from where I am. I think the emotion of all the frustration and like had a lot of City fans just screaming in, in, in hope more than anything. But no, it was a definite foul. Um, I think it might have been Lockyer. Was it, it was Lockyer? I don't think it was. I think it was one of the other ones. Now, I, I think we it was, it was um, luckier, but yeah. It was kind of the first time that Scott kind of beat his man and dropped the shoulder and done a step over. And we kind of had three on three coming forward, didn't we? We thought, here we go, here we go. Mm. Um, but yeah, it was a definite, um, it was obviously a good foul, to be fair. Like, not the one that you want to encourage, but it was. A, but no, it wasn't a red for me. Yeah, yeah agreed. Well, the Scott free kick um, straight from that was on target, but at the keeper. Matt, I mean, all you can ask is that we get our free kicks on target and I think had Mehmeti been on the pitch he might have fancied that one with his dipping you know dipping free kicks but on target yeah. but it was never going to trouble that keeper no I mean I'm, I I can't sit here and say um, what was he doing or it was terrible because I'm also the same bloke that says you've got to get it on target to actually have a chance so he, he did that it was probably too central um, and again with that keeper it was just a comfortable catch, really, wasn't it? It didn't, didn't trouble him. But as you say, it was on target. 88th minute, it's that challenge on Bell that we've already spoken about, uh, which, yeah, incensed me. And yeah. you just <laughs> you just want to sort of stand up for Sam Bell a little bit, George, yeah. in that instance. And no one really did, which is another thing that annoyed me. Agreed. Yeah, yeah. It, was, it was crazy. Like, And also... As well as the referee, who was he didn't have the best of nights. It's also your linesman. You look like I don't know if they looked at each other or got eye contact, but surely, like in that instance, between them, there's like a twenty yard circle. There's four people yeah. involved: defender, Sambel, a lino, and a referee. And it's like, but also amongst that, the clumsy challenge it actually hits his knee, uh, Lockie's knee, and goes out for for a corner. So yeah. if it's, even if it's not a foul, it's at least a corner. It's a corner. Yeah. And it's yeah. like, he's not even looking at that. So that I, was the more, more frustrating thing. I will will say on that front as well. And and the, again, Mark was telling us before, and now Lockie is the best defender in the championship. I'm not having that either. <laughs> um, but what I will say, and I don't very much whether Tom Lockyer will listen to this, is he, he gets a load of stick from City fans, um, a load of stick. And actually, I don't have a problem with him turning around and smiling and giving it large at the end, because that, for me, is about football. If I give it to a player, he's got every right to turn around and let me know afterwards when he's scored or when they've won the game mm. that that was the case. So fair play to him on that front. Yeah, I, yeah. I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah, but he should have been done for assault. <laughs> 90th minute, Jay De Silva, corner, doesn't clear the first man, and they wasted 30 seconds swapping it over with Sykes taking it as well. So my my anger levels from the bell <laughs> challenge were already at a 10, and they went to an 11 in the 90th minute when we wasted 30 seconds, which as as we got towards the end of the game and we're still 1-0 down, and I thought, if we get a point here, this will be like daylight robbery. Like winning the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. It, the crowd would go mental. I mean, I couldn't yeah. even sit down in my seat, let alone jump around. So yeah. it would have been interesting. But uh, corner, just get it in the box. Get it over the first defender. How many times it's, have we said that? It's a difficult one, though, Patch, in terms of, not not in terms of execution. You're spot on. And I know just how much that boils your... Um, yeah. Porridge. But, yeah, porridge. <laughs> um, but we, we just don't have enough height or physical presence so when we do put the ball in the box like that it was always going to be fairly comfortable so just just be a bit more inventive or give it or short when sykes exactly comes over that. and you and when you go yeah. over and you take it off of sykes right exactly yeah, have this. yeah. Have, a, have a runner at the edge coming in or you know someone coming late to it so yeah i mean it, it, it was poor and i suppose actually 
with everything I've just said about putting it in there, the conditions by then mm. were pretty poor, weren't they? Yeah. The keep the, swing the ball under the bar. The keeper doesn't want that, and if the defenders sort of right on top of him, so yeah, it, it wasn't good enough, mate. And it summed up the the performance yeah. really. And George, but for it to be four minutes injury time when yeah, it should have been at least it was six. a shocker. And the sooner <laughs> they bring that rule in about changing that, the better. Yeah. And George, just before that as well, there was an Alex Scott free kick just inside our half and Max O'Leary comes up and takes it. <laughs> Why not just pass it to Alex Scott and let Alex Scott have a run rather than yeah, loop it into the box? Well, yeah, also, we, we didn't really deliver the ball much quality either, did we? we no. As, do, uh, as you said. So let's just try something a little bit different there. And it's good to see Max actually doing that, to be fair, um, like sprinting 60 yards and being... because it Yeah, he becomes like a second half. defender, doesn't he? Yeah, and obviously... <laughs> Why not put Scott in and have a little one on one on the right hand side and get to the byline and put across him from that angle as opposed to where we were kind of trying to do it from? Um, well, that yeah. Scott free kick was actually the 94th minute, so that was right at yeah, the no, end. Right at the death, wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. And then uh, that was it. All over. Bar the screaming, Matt. Yep. Very much so. And the, the walk home or walk to the car and then the long drive home. But Yeah. We had to yeah. walk through like an alleyway and then into a different road. And there was a mattress on the side and all that sort of stuff. It's, I mean, it's, it's not the most um, salubrious of areas anyway, but, but genuinely, and I'm sure George will echo this and, and you as well being your first one. If, if you've not been, it's just an experience, isn't it? It's a proper old yeah. – I'm not even going to say it's an old school ground because I've been to the likes of Griffin Park and I've had much more um, comfort surroundings stood up on the terrace at Griffin Park <laughs> than I have there because, as you say, we, we could not sit in the seat. No. And I'm only six foot, let alone, you know, what you are, but we could not sit in the seat and have your legs, you know, comfortable, could you? So – but yeah, not, not the greatest place. George, the fact that they've got a chance, a good chance of getting into the Premier League, uh, I just can't get my head around that, st- that stadium being in the Premier League. It's, it is unbelievable. It's like, you can't explain it to one another, really, can you? Like, you have yeah. to experience it for yourself. And I think yeah. it is it is a must for every football fan to go and visit Kenilworth Road. Yeah. Um, it is very unique. Um, and everything about it is a bit like that. But like, as you say, it. The the thought of Man City going there would be an interesting thing. I'm not sure what they. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure they'll be. Imagine that Eric that. Erling Haaland going into the Eric Morecambe suite. Well, it's, yeah, it's the fact that you know from and you're right, George, about experience. I mean, you want to experience it as an away fan in particular. Yeah. Um, or in that away end, but you, you know you are walking up a terraced house street, and then there's a gap where you've got the turnstiles and, you know, obviously the walkway that they let you through after the game to when they open that up. But you walk up um, in, in Via the concourse. Yeah, via the concourse, but you walk out <laughs> yeah, the, the concourse, which was like a hot dog van, wasn't it, really? But um, And then when you're walking up the steps and you're, you're actually overlooking people's gardens, their bathrooms and their kitchens. You just yeah. it's, it's just hard to explain, isn't it? But hey, it's got a lot of character. A lot of character, yeah, absolutely. I can understand why Eric Morecambe and, and GMTV's or um, Good Morning Britain's Nick Owen love it there so much. Oh yeah, Nick Owen, fantastic. Right, ratings, Matthew. Oh really? Right. I, <laughs> I will on. say, uh, yeah, I will say I did these first thing. So please challenge back, but also on the basis of, yeah, we were playing fourth place. We've got the injuries, but you've got to look at it in terms of the performance and everything else. So I do think I've probably underscored a few, um, but I was a bit miffed when I did it. So um, so Max, I've gone seven, and Max was my man of the match. Max made three, if not four, very, very good saves that kept the score to what it was. Um, hence the reason for getting man of the match. And, and again, walking out, we heard a couple of Luton fans, different groups, saying just how good they thought our keeper was. Um, his distribution wasn't great again last night. There were a couple of kicks that went awry. Well, that, um, the goal, obviously, at the very start, was yeah, started by started his... Him. But but in fairness, but Jay should have cleared definitely it. definitely made Cam, up for it. Yeah, and Jay should have cleared it. Cam should have cleared it. So I thought, to be, fair to, um, to be fair to Max... The second half of the final, we couldn't see as much. He seemed to deal with a lot of crosses into the box. Where he did, yeah, he did, yeah. yeah. Cleaned his lines up, which yeah. is um, which is something probably a couple of seasons ago he wouldn't yeah. have kind of been yeah. as confident or we would have got... And they, they were physical, George, weren't they? As yeah, well? they like were. Big, big, powerful yeah. lads. Big so, lads. Yeah. He, he didn't show back. He did come from... Yeah. Um, on the, the right side, I went six for Mike Sykes. I thought Sykes, he had a good game. Um, 
got forward, it, he will have been disappointed with the run that he made after that that sort of um, save from Max. Really showed a great sort of you know clean pair of heels, didn't he, to two of their players. But then the cross was just sort of dreadfully overhit. But mm. I thought it was a decent night from Mark. So six for Mark. Um, on the opposite side, Jay. Um, I actually thought Jay had a really good game. Um, I went six for Jay as well. I thought Jay, apart from that early moment as well, but I thought he showed some good touches. He got forward. He tried to link with Anis. Um, and then later on when he sort of went further forward. So I went six for Jay. Um, and there's Patches just putting a photo up where he, he took a photo of Jay who was, un, and and I think Patch, you need to put that if you can within the comments when we post this. Yeah, well. C- certainly on Twitter, but he was marking Elijah Adebayo. Um, and I mean, what what would you say Adebayo is? I mean, being a... a, 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 a I reckon a he's six, he's got to be six, six. Got to be six, six, honey. And, and yeah. I don't know what Jay is, but he's nowhere near that. But Jay was actually marking him at a number of dead balls last night. <laughs> and to be fair to him, won a lot of headers. Most I've seen Jay win headers last night. So yeah, but yeah, farcical really. Um, so six for Jay. The two midfield boys. So my initial was five for Zach and four for Cam. Cam definitely improved after the break, but it, this was the most unlike campering performance I've seen. Um, and maybe that early sort of situation and then the goal and then the back pass, he did improve in the second half. And so maybe falls a little bit harsh. Similarly with Zach, I thought Zach, they were both given the run around, which on their day, both lost their battles against their centre forward for me. Um, so it could easily be two fours or two fives or a five and a four as I've gone. I'll let so George they- decide. I'll go fives to be fair, mate. I don't think it was any um, any fault of trying for hard work. In yeah. in return, if we were doing the Luton ratings, I think you'd have probably give their two lads up top nines. Yeah, yeah, um, good show. So yeah. in in that respect, they just had the upper hand of them. It it was a tough night for those two lads. But yeah. to be fair, they did. Uh, there wasn't an effort. Like, they they didn't go missing. To be fair, in that respect, no, they did. No, that's that's a that that's a really good comment about not going missing. To be fair. So on that basis, in terms of players going missing, <laughs> um, mid- midfield-wise, I've got Andy King four and I've gone Andy Vyman five. Um, I I don't know. I don't know how Andy King stayed on the pitch. Now maybe going back into the the, the back four was a difference. Um, but in the first half, in where he was playing in the midfield, it was just a really poor performance for me. We were overrun. He didn't do anything going forward. Um, and, and for me in the second half was anonymous. Again, four might be harsh. I thought Andy Vyman ran around, but didn't really show much quality. Um, you know, that instant you talk about with the Sandell, I'd like to see him go up to the ref in a calm sort of manner and say, just explain it to me. But Andy kind of goes up. You can see clearly effing and Jeffin. Um, and so the, he's never going to get any response. But yeah, I, I didn't think either were great. Alex, I went six, and I did think Alex Scott, in, in in particular in the second half, did get on the ball a lot more um, and was trying to sort of prompt and play. But I also need to be a bit careful. I don't just have an Alex Scott loving, so I don't know whether he was a five as well. So I'll let you boys decide on those. So Andy King, four, Scott, five, uh, sorry, Scott, six, Vyman, five. I'd be a Scott, five, personally. Yeah. Um, didn't do enough to affect the game for me uh compared obviously again because he set his level so high the expectation for me is a bit higher yeah that's, you, george it's kind of where i was yeah no definitely um obviously we hate to say it but injuries again you'd rather see scott in a number 10 position yeah and you don't want to see andy Vyman in number 10 position so straight away those two are the kind of not playing to their strengths there which i know our hand was kind of forced with those two positions but yeah when you want to see Scott beat a man, you want to see him break the lines in and have like a 10-yard run. When he did look to beat somebody, it was so congested in that centre of the park that he kind of just, he, he, he didn't really get a chance to play in there, did he? Um, yeah. You wanted him just with, with like a bit of 10 yards of space. But um, yeah. yeah, it was just, as much as it was, it was a tough night for the, the, the two at the back, It was a, we also lost a midfield battle, didn't we, in the centre yeah. circle? Yeah, we did. And Definitely. if we score him lower, Matt, maybe we'll hold on to him next season. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, and didn't he win... Um... Congratulations on the award. Yeah, congratulations to him. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Mackie Wells and Harry Cornick, again, for for both of those, I went fours. Um, I'm not 
Although I've scored Harry four there, um, he did improve in the second half, but I'm looking at it over the 90 minutes on that basis. His improvement in the second half was probably only a five. So he was that poor in the first half. And similarly with Naki. Naki, for whatever reason, isn't the same player that he was four or five weeks ago. I don't know what it is, um, but yeah, I, th- I think for me, not 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 great. Um, and then Anis, I went five. That could have been a four, but I did, didn't think he got enough of the ball. And when he did get the ball in the second half, he did look at, you know, a, a threat. Um, so, yeah, that, I don't think any of the subs, I think it was 62 minutes for the subs. So uh, I think that's all of them. And that gives us a an average of 5.09, which feels it was a 5.09 performance. Mm, um, yeah. And for Nigel, I went five. <laughs> yes. You know, his hands are tied a little bit, but I'm not sure that the Sykes decision is the right decision. Um, I don't think he got it right during the game as well. So, yeah, I went five for Nigel. Happy with that, George? Yeah, no, I um, I tend to agree. It seemed like a five night, didn't it, for everybody, including Pearson. Yeah. Ironically enough, you didn't see Pearson out of the dugout kind of shouting or demanding either, did you, last night? No. I looked over at the, um, at the touchdown in the first half, thinking, what the hell's going on? And mm. he was kind of... Um, I don't know if fans want to see a bit more emotion from him. I know it's, it's spoken about quite a bit, but you almost want to see that Warnock or that kind of emotion, like shouting at those players, don't you? Yeah. Um, but I don't know not necessarily calling them a player, but even on the positive, no. it's given them that yeah. encouragement, isn't it? It's, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It was, particularly um, in the first half, they they uh, it looked like they needed someone on the sidelines yeah, saying just like yeah. calm it down or yeah. Yeah. you know so, some some sort form of direction because obviously it wasn't working whatever was going or, on or with what Luton did in the second half then we do that you know we go down in you know got a knock and disrupt the play but we don't tend to do that and I, I kind of don't want to see that but we just needed something didn't we just to sort of disrupt them in that first half and we didn't yeah. do it that moment I think in the second half when we did have that opportunity and we were getting slightly back into the game those two lads that went up and sort of took each other out. Yes. Yeah. yeah double, yeah. double head injury. Yeah. That broke it up. Then two seconds uh, then later, weird, another chap goes though, down. One of them had the treatment, didn't he? And didn't go off. Cause we were sort yeah. of saying, well, what's, what's he doing there? Cause you, you even said to me, oh, do they not need to go off for a concussion injury? Um, and it'd be interesting for Lee. Which Paul is a head injury. On. Yeah. Yeah. For Lee Paul to come on, I'll comment on that. But I genuinely thought if the trainer comes on, that, you then have to go off the field. And and he clearly didn't, did he, in that instance? Yeah. Okay. Well, I've heard a very interesting, frustrating uh, evening, all in all. But, Agreed, yeah. But an experience nonetheless, George. You're, uh, you know, we, we've spoken about the, the experience we've had at Luton, and it's a Tuesday night away in upper echelons of London. So it was a strange old evening, really, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> With it being a Wednesday night, it was one of the, or ironically, it was one of the first fixtures I looked for, actually. As soon as I come up, I thought, must go Luton, must go Luton, just because of the experience. Yeah. Um, but yeah, in terms of, um, yeah, it wasn't the best night to be, uh, <laughs> to watch your team express. Um, but you just always get that thing, don't you, that we're still in it at 1-0, which yeah. is un- unbelievably, anyone yeah. who didn't see the game last night would have just checked the scores, would have just, just would have glanced at scores as neutral. Oh, City were unlucky. Yeah, City like, oh, <laughs> like 1-0, like, that Luton are a good side, so City have done well there. It wasn't, it wasn't that way, but um, no, I'm hoping they don't go up, um, so we can play them again next year, and we kind of go back with a, a fully fit eleven with yeah, a Naismith spray in it and a Cornick on fire, a Callis up against Elijah Morris. Yeah, yeah. Ex- and um, and then we can have a. Um, I'll come and do the podcast again the next year. That's the yeah, case. absolutely. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, completely. Um, one other thing, mate. Um, congratulations to um, Sykes on his Republic call up as well. Ah, right. And Joe Lowe, under 21s for Wales. Yeah. Vyman, obviously. Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, right. Well, we're, actually, before before we say about Swansea, um, I heard a great story. I overheard a story, a chap sort of behind, that um, he was chatting to someone else in, in the coffee queue. And he uh, lived in Reading or somewhere, but he's a Bristol City fan. And he brought his two young boys along to watch this game got the train into Paddington and, and, and then a train up to Luton and got a taxi from Luton train station to the ground, arrived 35 minutes late 
watched the game and then, you know, probably got wet as well on the way and then came home. But the levels that people go to 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 watch their yeah, club, yeah. watch Bristol City um, on a midweek game, I just think fair play to them. And, and 800 yeah. odd, 900 odd fans. I just hope that every, and I know the fans, I know the players appreciate it. Nigel always says about the fans, but the 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 levels that people go to Matt to to get to these games it's fantastic it's, isn't it's, it? it's incredible and 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 I often look at clubs actually in in the the, the bottom divisions really and, and even in the national league but the ones where you you're traveling you know the, the likes of a, a Carlisle trip down to to Plymouth you know that that it just shows for 19 minutes to then yeah, turn it or even it, it, what is it? Fifty-five minutes plus half time for this yeah, guy and his two kids. Exactly to, to turn around and then go but straight it, back again. But it, I, I then always sort of say, but I also then feel um, sorry is a, 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 not the right word to use, but I also do feel sorry for people that don't have football in their lives and don't mm. get that kind yeah. of passion. You know, we were all there last night, and, and just uh, obviously I've, I've met George before, but coincidentally we were sat next to each other last night. You just knew if we'd scored last night, everybody would have been hugging each other. And it's unlike anything else, isn't it? It just is, mm. you know, I've been to lots of other sporting occasions. There's there's nothing. When your team is playing and you, you know, you get that goal, it's just an amazing feeling. And well, yeah. we wouldn't we wouldn't drive to St. Ives, which is about a three hour drive, similar. Yeah, um more, we yeah. wouldn't drive there, sit on the beach for an hour and a half and then drive home. No, no, you wouldn't. You'd be like, what no. are you doing? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I might drive to the sloop for a pint of Rattler and then come back. But yeah. Well, yeah, I don't think you'd be able to drive after that. No, but there we go. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, right. Roll on to Swansea. Uh, yep. Blimey, have we got, the, we got the same sort of 17 players available? There's nothing new to add, is there? Unless we bring up Idahun or I guess knows? I guess Matty James may be there, but with with... With where we are in the league, and I know we absolutely want to finish as high as we possibly can, but with where we are in the league, um, there's no real point in risking a Matty James if he's still feeling that knock. There's no point in bringing Tommy Conway back in if, you know, another another couple of weeks on the sideline yeah, is going we'll to do an improvement. Reading, so, will we? Exactly. We, are, um, we are crawling to that international break, aren't we? Yes, <laughs> but we did, and hopefully we'll have the same impact after it as we did after the, the World yeah. Cup. It's like a yeah. Formula One car with a burst tyre rolling into yeah, the pits. We... Yeah, yeah, it feels <laughs> a bit like that, doesn't it? But yeah, I mean, Swansea aren't um, in the best of form, are they? No. Well, they've struggled of late, to be fair. They've, yeah. um, they, have, they have struggled. It's a game that, it's another game that you feel that, which way do we go about? We, Against Swansea, you don't want to be too gung ho because they're a good footballing side. Yeah. But also, you've got to go and take it to them a little bit and get on that front foot, haven't you? So, yeah, it'll be yeah. interesting to see. And what the crowd, got. the crowd will be definitely will be on them. Um, I've got I six. The last six games for for Swansea are lose Millwall, lose Borough, lose Luton, draw Rotherham, lost Stoke, lost to Blackburn. So, yeah. not not one in at least six. No, exactly. And he's under a bit of pressure, Russell Martin, from mm, from the stands yeah. as well. But also, they do play good football. And and sometimes, look at Blackpool. If we if you'd have said last weekend when we were leaving that ground, Blackpool are going to beat QPR, who've just won their first <laughs> game under Ainsworth six one. Yeah, you you you'd have been put inside, wouldn't you? No one would have believed it. So yeah, yeah. no, good point. Right, we'll roll on to right. Swansea on Sunday. Uh, George, work. thank you so much for coming yeah, on the podcast. Thank you, mate. Um, definitely be having you back if if not before Luton away next season. <laughs> yeah, hopefully, mate, we'll uh, we'll get back on there. But no, I um I can't do Sunday. Uh, it's Mother's Day Sunday, so yeah, you boys have done well. There. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we've got some good excuses lined up yeah. and uh, lots of groveling. But there we yeah. go. Thanks, everyone. All the best, boys. Thanks for listening, everyone. Don't forget Take to follow care, us everyone. over on Twitter at 3PIAPC. And we'll be back Sunday. Cheers, all. See you later. I've been riding low. I've been riding fast. Gonna take this moment. I'm gonna make it don't know me Don't be quick to judge Cause I'll tell you something I don't care that much Don't come around here Preaching your goddamn rules Don't come around here yeah. 
Savior, I will take you down This here town Watching that little town slowly disappear 